0: Today on the podcast, I'm talking with Holly Bertone from Pink Fortitude. Holly is such an amazing woman with such an amazing story. Some would say she was at the top of her career and that she was really young when unfortunately she learned she had breast cancer. And then after battling breast cancer, she battled an autoimmune disorder. But Holly actually saw both of those as an opportunity to practice gratitude. And then take what she learned and pivot that into helping other women through her website, Pink Fortitude. Holly is such an inspiration and quite honestly, one of the nicest people. She's actually inspired me to start a gratitude practice as well. I'm starting very small, which is five things I'm thankful for in the morning and then five things I'm thankful for at night. But I can tell it's already started to reframe my thinking to be more positive right before I hop out of bed in the morning and right before I fall asleep. Some days it's harder than you think, some days I just grumble I'm thankful for coffee and life and I roll out of bed, but it's a start. And that is what Holly is all about, helping you start being grateful while overcoming what some might think of as insurmountable health challenges. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement.
1: It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that.
0: So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, Go grab a spoon or fork and let's dive in to learning more about how you can beat plant forward. Hello and welcome back. To the Bull of Life podcast. Today we are talking with Holly, founder of Pink Fortitude. Holly is not only a breast cancer survivor, but an autoimmune, autoimmune survivor as well. And while both of these things could tend to lead one down a path of, Hey, why me? Why did this happen? Holly took a different approach, one filled with gratitude and fortitude, and now helps others do the same. I think probably most of us can say that breast cancer or some type of cancer has touched our lives, whether that be a mom, a grandmother, an aunt, a good friend. But even if it hasn't, to Holly's tips that she's going to share with us today on just living a preventative, healthy lifestyle, I think is just a more crucial message more now than ever, especially as we continue to live in this pandemic that we're in. So enough of my intro, let's welcome Holly and hear her story and hear all her awesome, amazing tips on living healthy and clean and what that even actually means. So welcome,
1: Holly. So first of all, I'm just thrilled to be on the podcast. I have... I've been a long time fan of Bad to the Bowl, so I'm just I'm just a huge I'm like girl crushing. I'm a huge fan, so thank you so oh. much. It's such an honor, and I'm so excited to connect with the with all your listeners.
0: Yes, well, thank you so much again, and like the feeling is likewise. And so I wanted to ask you a little bit about your story to to start off with to kind of give us that you know overview of why you started pink fortitude and what happened and and all of that because
1: it, it's quite the story yeah. <laughs> well let's let's actually go back um, just for about 60 seconds before I share my story because I think it's important to know kind of where I came from um, to understand the journey I was as they say the quintessential overachiever um, you know I had a, a Uh, High-end management position. I worked for a federal, uh, one of those three-letter federal agencies that they make TV shows and movies about. And I was in a high position there. I raced Xterra and mountain bike races, and Xterras are basically like off-road triathlons. So, um, you know, so I was racing my bike and working, and I was single and happy and traveling all over the world and doing the things. And on my 39th birthday, my uh, boyfriend, who I was living in sin with, um, uh, wished me happy birthday. And I got the phone call that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then two days later, we went out to dinner and he proposed. So it was – I went from – you know, being, you know, that, that, that crazy single girl to now being a newly engaged fiance with a soon to be, you know, stepson and breast cancer. And it just kind of all came crashing down at once. And, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a hard pill to swallow. Um, I went through surgery, chemo and radiation and we got married ten days after treatment ended, so I was still sick and bald on our wedding day. Oh, wow! And we just did a just a little Justice of the Peace ceremony. It wasn't anything too fancy, um, but then fast forward a year later, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition. Um, it's your thyroid is really sluggish, um, and the fatigue really started to, to creep in after cancer treatment ended. My health kept getting worse instead of better. And I just kept like pushing my doctors for answers. And finally, we did the test, and uh, yeah, I was diagnosed. And the first five years or so, um I just kind of accepted that it was my fate because I just didn't know any better. Um my mother has Addison's disease or had, I guess she passed um last year, or yeah, two thousand and nineteen. Um, but she was diagnosed with Addison's disease when she was pregnant with me. So that's all I never ever knew was her, you know, having Addison's disease. So I thought, okay, well, you know, this whole genetics thing, like I have, you know, had cancer and now autoimmune, like maybe my lot in life is just to constantly battle. So I just kind of, I don't want to say gave up. I just kind of, I didn't, I just didn't know any, there were any alternatives. Right. And then, um... I don't know. I just started kind of like, you know how, you know, you you read an article and then other articles pop up and, you know, that sort of thing. And all of the stuff started coming up about um, going gluten-free. I'm sorry. Are we, I'm I'm just, can I, should I keep sharing or?
0: Yeah, no, go ahead. This is, this is great. And and I really resonate with, um, I think, yeah, I'd read on your website that you kept like pushing different doctors to yes. investigate stuff, and you know, honestly, I've been in that same position, and I really feel like that's what you have to do in the healthcare system these days. Did you, you have get to be your right? own
1: advocate? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you
0: don't advocate for yourselves. Not that they don't care, but they just yeah, like I don't know. Like it's just I don't know. I feel like it's different these days. Like you really have to go in with a this is what I want. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: and especially now i mean and you know i'm not sure when we'll go back to normal but now a lot of the appointments are telemedicine so it's even more important because you're not you know you're not a captive audience in their office this you know face to face is very different so
0: right right and then yeah you you started to talk about gluten free and i don't think most doctors would automatically start going in that direction of let's let's check out your eating
1: no not at all but interestingly Um, yeah, so I guess I just started reading some articles and, and about how some of the symptoms and, and let me back up. So my symptoms at that point, the fatigue was the worst, but it wasn't at its critical point. It was, it was fatigue and it was draining. It was more than I'm just tired. It was a fatigue, but it wasn't that debilitating fatigue that I had a couple years ago. It built up to that. Um, but migraines, really bad migraines, um, really bad IBS. I call them space shuttle launches, all of the trips to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And especially when I was working, it was like, you know, they, they heard that chair push back from the desk and everyone got out of my way because, you know, we, we don't want disaster pants. Right, right. right. And, and these aren't symptoms and those weren't symptoms of your autoimmune disease. I don't or, know what they were anything. symptoms of. I mean, everything, everything kicked in after cancer treatment ended. So I don't know if the storm in my body was because of chemo, if it was because of the autoimmune, if it was both, it was just a toxic body that was, you know, nothing else to do. Mm. Um, Yeah. I I can't exactly pinpoint (laughs) how everything, you know.
0: started coming all of a sudden, right? (laughs) Right, right.
1: Oh man! So, so but, mean, but I never, gluten-free. I never, I just went gluten free. Like I never said goodbye. If I could go back, I literally, I think I have one regret in my life, and that was to not, I didn't have a goodbye party with a big pizza.
0: Oh, yeah, right. Load it, load it on with all like this gooey cheese and gluten. Yeah, but at that yeah. point, you know, I don't think you know when you're you're hurting like that and you're sick and you just want to feel better, like. You know, you don't think about that. I think sometimes like, oh, you know, like maybe if you're going on like a diet diet and you're like,
1: you're just more like,
0: I just want to feel the heck better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I was actually really surprised how quickly uh, my migraines went away almost instantly. And along with the gluten, I then decided to um, work on uh, really trying to minimize, I don't know necessarily eliminate at that point, but really minimize sugar. And um, even to this day, I'm a sugaraholic. I keep it in check. Um, But yeah, I mean, sugar is my kryptonite. And then dairy. Um, So I was never a big meat eater growing up. Like, I've never had a hot dog in my life Um, (laughs) ever. I just didn't like meat growing up. So, I mean, I'd have like chicken and, you know, some fish or whatever, but I was never a big red meat. I just didn't like it. Even as a kid, I never had hamburgers. I never had hot dogs like normal kids. Um, So, you know, so it really wasn't even giving up the meat per se, but the dairy, oh, I miss dairy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Like there's so many good like – and it's come a long way, right? I think you would oh, agree yeah. with the plant based and vegan cheeses. Like even when I went plant based four years ago, there was hardly any options compared to what they are now. Oh, and, right, right. And back, you know, yeah. So,
1: but yeah, you're right. It doesn't, it still doesn't melt quite the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, 2005, give or take, was kind of when the big health transformation, you know, really happened.
0: Mm, yeah. And so you said you immediately kind of started to feel better. You gave up the gluten first, and then kind of cut back on sugar and, and dairy and, um, and, and that, you know, like so sometimes different autoimmune diseases, will tell you like, maybe you should do this or that, but no one had ever mentioned those specific things or? No.
1: And I had just, I, you know, Pink Fortitude was kind of a hobby blog at that point. And I was dabbling with cancer articles and, you know, doing some tablescapes, which I think were popular back then. So I really started to dig in to read more articles about the effects of gluten, which led me to just food in general. And that's when I started to, you know, really understand the impact on food and then eventually, you know, environments, you know, toxins in your environments and everything like that um, on, on your health. And that's when I really started to, to notice some of these changes
0: yeah no i I totally agree with you it's interesting how you know you do come across those articles are you you start to notice those things and I think back about my own journey and um my mom was always very health conscious growing up but we ate a pretty standard midwestern Indiana Hoosier diet is where <laughs> potatoes is where I kind of grew up but um she was like a gym teacher and then she had Parkinson's disease so she was always kind of really mindful of what she was putting in her body. And kind of how that would affect her. Um, but like when I started to really have some issues with with inflammation issues, I, I kind of remembered all that. And was kind of like, oh, you know, no one's ever mentioned to me about food. Like if that could be, you know, inflammatory and mm-hmm. bothering me. And it was like amazing, you know, that, you know, when you start digging into it and it's like, whoa, like what? <laughs> you know, like you start to really realize all these things do affect you. And then you're like, well, this all makes sense. I'm putting this in my body. How, you know, how could this not make a difference?
1: And and I think too, I mean, even from five years ago to today, I think, you know, gluten-free and vegan is accepted more as lifestyle. Um, you know, I think even five years ago it was, and I thought it, you know, I was like, what? why would I be gluten-free and vegan? Like, that's just for weird people. <laughs>
0: like celiacs need to be gluten- free okay you no know, and like you know vegan I you know I don't know what is that you know like I grew up in Indiana I'm not sure but you know,
1: to- oh yeah I mean I grew up in rural Pennsylvania I mean people people in my community shot deer and put it in the freezer and that's how they fed their families all winter long I mean that was just a lifestyle so yeah I mean like I said like gluten-free vegan like that's just weird like weird people do. that. And little did I know how these clients would change my life.
0: (laughs) I know, right? It's so true. They just are are life-changing. And um, like you said, though, it is becoming more known these days. Um, But, you know, on the flip side of that, as things always become more known, you know, then there starts coming kind of the junk food versions of it, which is kind of why, you know, I wanted to hone in on you had on your website, some um, you know, 10 years, 10 lessons. And one of those lessons was that your healthy lifestyle is non-negotiable. And like you kind of mentioned in your intro, like, well, you thought you were really healthy. You were doing all the exercising, you were, you know, doing all, you know, the, the races and the extreme sports type things. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, well, that's part of it. Um, what, what, what actually defines kind of a healthy lifestyle to you? And then what's the difference between just like healthy and clean because you hear those two words thrown out there
1: quite a bit. And and honestly, I think I think they're interchangeable, but I think clean is just a just one step further than healthy. I mean, you could be technically on a gluten-free and vegan diet, right? Which is technically healthy and eat Skittles for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know, because Skittles are technically gluten free and vegan, right? Oreos, Um, but that's not that's not so clean, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I I mean, here I am racing, and you know, I would get off of a training ride and eat a pint of ice cream because you know I just spent you know two hours on my mountain bike burning a gazillion calories. And, you know, and I, you know, stop at the 7-Eleven on the drive home and get a pint of ice cream and eat it on the way home. You know, so that was my quote unquote healthy lifestyle. Not so clean, though.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's you a good know,
1: decision. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and, and I think, too, it's, you know, it's, it's looking at, you know, really starting with whole foods in your diet. Um, I, you said the best phrase plant forward and whole foods, starting with that in your diet, but then also looking at your environment and the toxins, what you have in your home, what you put on your body. And, you know, I think that's really what distinguishes healthy to, to clean.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And so, okay. So we have the food aspect of being healthy and, um, you know, if people, you know, are familiar with with Bad to the Bull, our blog, and, you know, they understand kind of that, okay, that plant-based, that healthy, that, um, but how would you describe that, that whole food plant-based? Is it avoiding like all the inner aisles at the store? Um, How does that look for you when you were incorporating that into your lifestyle, starting to incorporate kind of that whole foods plant forward?
1: Yeah. When, when I first started making the, the transition, it, you know, there was some that was like the the peel off the band-aid and then some was very gradual. Um I my husband's a Green Beret and I have a teenage stepson. So oh. I kind of tease that they're two of the biggest critics on the planet when it comes to the food on their table.
0: Um
1: <laughs> so, you know, but they really embraced um, you know, our change in, you know, my cooking and the food in the house. Um you know, we just, we don't have processed food in the house. We don't keep junk food in the house. We don't keep, you know, sugar food in the house. We don't eat cereal, things like that. Um, you know, all of our meals really start that, you know, really start from a whole foods plant based, you know, things like you said, like the, the perimeter of the store and the things that are in the middle of the aisle, I really try to focus on, you know, making good choices with um, purchasing organic and non-GMO and, you know, really looking at the labels to minimize all of the, you know, kind of the processed ingredients.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And was that transition, was it, was it hard for, you know, to kind of get all that junk out of the house (laughs) or, you know, was kind of a total (laughs) shift?
1: Yeah, I just, I just did it a little bit at a time as something ended, you know, as we finished something, I just didn't buy it again. And I would make, you know, I, I did some research and I actually had some fun. You know, I, you know, I would go online or I'd walk up and down the aisles and I try out different stores and I check out prices because, you know, sometimes like it's healthier food can be a little pricier. Um, but you just have to like, you know, check out the different stores, look at online options. I mean, there's so many options to get food these days. And you know, kind of figure out the the eight twenty rule you know the places that are gonna be the best bang for your dollar and shop there you know the majority of of the time
0: yeah no i I totally agree or shop what's in season, you know that's pretty popular um you know kind of movement uh you know, and sometimes that'd be hard to do when you know we're Americans and we're used to just having everything, but you will start to notice at the store that certain vegetables are, you know, more cheaper when they're in season. Like, uh, for instance, you mentioned a winter squash to me that you're, that you're testing out, trying new things. (laughs) And obviously that's, that's cheaper right now because it's on sale. So yeah, tell me about your experience with this winter squash.
1: Oh yeah. I was just recently introduced to spaghetti squash and I'm like absolutely in love with it. So I'm trying to find a bunch of new recipes for spaghetti squash. So that's my, my latest obsession.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I love um, – have you tried mixing it with like a dairy-free pesto?
1: Ooh, I make a really good dairy-free pesto, and that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, do that and add some like uh, chopped, like sun-dried tomatoes. It's really good.
1: <laughs> and I start every day, whether they're in season or not. Um, I literally – I eat a pint of strawberries every morning.
0: Oh, now are is that for like a certain health reason or just you really love strawberries? Or- I
1: love strawberries and they're super healthy and yeah, that's my thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And you know, like strawberries are nice. You mentioned you kind of had a sweet tooth and mm-hmm. you know, they're they're sweeter, but you know, naturally fruit is great for us. I'm sorry all you January diets that are <laughs> limiting fruits. Fruit is really good for us. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and it's interesting over the course of the last five years, so the first five years, I was just kind of, you know, in my place of being really sick in the last five years, I've been, you know, focused on making healthy changes and clean changes to really turn all my his- my health issues <clears throat> around and to, you know, to just naturally improve my health. And I, And I think everyone is a little different. Um, you know, there's different diets out there and, you know, different people respond to different diets and whatever. Um, but for me, like I just took really, and, and my boys, I mean, you know, I, my boys are carnivores, bless their socks. You know, I just, I feed, I feed them every night and I eat the sides, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. what I found through trial and error is that um, there are certain foods, even if they're healthy, clean, whole plant-based foods, they just don't sit right with me. Yeah, so, you know, um, I've had the same. Yeah, <laughs> um, You know, so I just, I, what I started to do is really just keep track of what I'm eating and how I feel and just start, you know, kind of trial and error and eliminating those foods that don't make me feel good and focusing on the foods that do make me feel good. So you know things that everyone who is plant based or vegan like coconut is the staple, right? Yeah, I can't do coconut. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. So you know, and the 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 milks, um, you know, I I do uh, either a flax milk or a cashew milk because I can't do coconut or almond milk. You know, so just really honing in on those things. But fruits and roots for me. Um, when my diet is ninety percent fruits and roots, um, that's that's when I'm at my best.
0: Oh, I love that fruits and roots, and mm-hmm. so root ve- root I-
1: vegetables. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, but you're still right. I think people are easy to give up when, well, that I tried that dish or I tried that and it didn't, I I didn't agree with me. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just, I'm not even doing this anymore, you know? And, but like you said, like sometimes it's like a little trial and error and there's so many options out there these days. And for instance, um, so I recently, and I don't buy organic all the time just for different price reasons and all of that. But like recently, like Actually, it was last summer. I started to notice every time I ate cauliflower, I would just get like this this bubble like feeling in my stomach. And I was like, "Man, I, like, I love cauliflower, but this is really weird. Am I going to have to give up cauliflower?" And then I was listening to like this gut health summit or something. And they were like, well, maybe it's just like the the chemicals that are sprayed on stuff. So you might. And they Mm -hmm. actually used cauliflower as the example. So I was like all ears because I was like, oh, they're actually talking about cauliflower. And so I swapped to, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to spend the extra money on the organic cauliflower. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I don't get like this bubble feeling in my stomach. So it's obviously something that they're spraying on the vegetables. So it might just be something simple little shift that's like, Oh, well, what about the organic version of that? Is it still going to make me feel the same way? And the funny thing is, is I bought some, or, um, you know, cauliflower rice is so popular right now. And I had bought a package for the freezer and mm-hmm. I pulled it out. I got the same feeling and I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Like no more non-organic cauliflower rice either. Wow. It's just listening to your body, listening to those cues because your body, it'll tell you, it'll tell you Mm -hmm. just like, you know, you listened and we're like starting to read articles and like, let's figure this out. And, you know, it's going to tell you what, what it needs and what it, you know, doesn't want anymore. (laughs) So along with the food changes, um, you mentioned the toxins in the home and, gosh, this one is another one that hits home for me because we, um, I have really bad sinus issues. And years ago I started like, you know what, these cleaners, especially a few of them just like really made me feel like awful when I cleaned with them. And so slowly, but surely I started to like eliminate those and eliminate, you know, different soaps even and fragrance stuff, you know. And so, yeah, tell me some tips on on that because I don't think a lot of the time we think firsthand, like, let's get rid of, you know, toxins in our home as well to make us healthier.
1: That's the other half of the battle too is it's not just what goes in your body, but what is in your air and what goes on your skin. And, you know, especially for the home, you know, those cleaning products are all over your home. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just started gradually making the shift, started reading labels and I'm like, you know, I can't even pronounce these chemicals, let alone what they don't disclose what's in there. And yeah, yeah, the same thing. Like I, you know, really bad sinus issues. Um, you know, my husband actually has a, um, uh, what do you call it? The asthma thing, the uh, inhaler, right? Yeah. And I could tell a huge difference. When we, um, you know, when I started switching over, um, I make a lot of my own home cleaners. They're so easy and so cheap. They're actually cheaper to make your own than to buy in the store. <clears throat> oh, and, oh, yeah. Uh,
0: right.
1: sure. <clears throat> I actually just found out I'm allergic to my puppy. So I apologize for that. Oh, no. oh, Yeah, I know, right? So, talking of, <laughs> speaking of all that. Um, yeah, so I make my own cleaners. And they're a lot cheaper. Um, and if I do buy the ones, you know, I just really try to focus on the more all natural labels and, you know, the the ingredients and try to, you know, minimize. But, you know, vinegar, and again, kind of back to my thought on, you know, gluten-free and vegan and, you know, whatever. I thought the same thing of vinegar. Like, who would clean with vinegar? Like, our grandmothers clean with vinegar. And You're that right. stuff stinks. But I tell yeah. you what, you know, you, you dilute it a little bit. And after like the first like week or so, you don't even notice the smell. It just yeah, (laughs) at all. So, and I always thought of um, making Easter eggs whenever I would smell
0: vinegar. (laughs) Oh yes, put a little little dye in the Easter egg cup with the vinegar, and it makes much more vibrant color. Yes.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so um, that was a big shift and really really helped. Um, And then same with the beauty products. You know, I just, I, it was a lot of trial and error. Um, I make, I can make some of my beauty products. It's just a little, there's a little more effort in making beauty products than cleaning products. Um, But it was a lot of trial and and error until I finally found, you know, a a company that I, you know, that I I go with and, um, you know, just, I mean, your skin is the largest organ on your body and that's, you know, that's the entryway in, into your body and, you know, everything that you put on your skin. So, yeah, it's not just diet. It's just everything about your home and your body as well.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think the home is the easiest to start with because you can't, mm-hmm. you can't really control once you walk out your door. Right. Um, You know, like there's going to be other toxins in the air. There's, you know, I live in a farming community and lots of people would say, oh, that's so nice and peaceful. Yeah. Except for when they're spraying those planes, oh, you know, they were yeah. like, we, we were always so scared. Like when the kids were little, we'd be like, ah, oh, don't go out. Nobody's allowed
1: outside right now.
0: <laughs> we don't know what they're putting on these fields around us. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can control what's in your home and what you're cleaning with. And like you said, like, I think a lot of people are, you know, I agree. They're a little like, oh, vinegar, it smells so bad, but it's like, Well, you know, but, you know, that's important to be,
1: you know, and it's cheaper too. I mean, Mm -hmm. come on. Yeah. And I make my own laundry detergent and it basically, I think it's the equivalent of like what you would pay for one, basically one big, you know, one of those big jugs of store bought detergent. Yeah. So, you know, one big store bought detergent jug um, is the price that you would pay for homemade laundry detergent for an entire year
0: yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I don't think people, I think they just think, oh, I could never do that. But it's like, wait, you can It's so easy. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, it know, takes, and- you know, it takes
1: maybe five or 10 minutes and that's it, you know, but it's easy. And it's, you know, you, you buy a few ingredients, you keep them on hand and, you know, it, it lasts for the ingredients are going to last for several years. So, um, yeah, I mean, depending on how big your family is, how much laundry you do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so easy. And, Again, the same thing we, you know, I would, okay, I didn't just throw everything out and start making and buying. I, you know, once I got rid of one thing, once something, you know, was finished, then I'm like, okay, do I want to learn how to make my own or do I want to go out and buy a new brand? So, you know, I had a lot of fun in in the process.
0: Yeah. So it's not like you just need to bundle everything up and then feel really guilty that you're wasting stuff. Right. You know, like you said, like it can be a slow process of, okay, we ended this thing. Now what's a different alternative that's going to be a little bit better? And do you have some of these, like, um, how to make the home cleaners like on your website or
1: No, I do, I actually have an entire ebook on, uh, all the home cleaner recipes.
0: Oh perfect. Yes, we'll definitely link that in the show notes because I think sometimes you know people just don't know where to start. You know, mm-hmm. they think okay, I've heard this or that and I I want to do it but I just, I don't know how, you know, and, uh, you know, I think y- you talk about essential oils on the website as well. Do you ever put those like in your vinegar cleaners or any of that?
1: I do. I do. It makes them smell a little better. Now that I have a puppy, I have to be careful which essential oils, and I'm still kind of learning which ones are, you know, good and not good for the puppy. So, um, I'm a little more careful these days, but yeah, I was putting a lot of them in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it is easy. And I clean with vinegar too. And, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like I get people that come over, or even when I'm cleaning on cleaning days, it's not like my kids' friends are coming over saying like, hey, it smells like rotten
1: eggs. And I've never once heard that from anybody. And, you know, and the thing is too, like when you make that switch, you know, if, if you're not happy with whatever homemade cleaner or whatever new brand you get, I mean, there's so many different options out there these days, you know, don't, don't get, what do they say? Throw the baby out with the, Bathwater? Bath, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, just try try something new. Try a new recipe or try a new brand. I mean, there's so many different options out there. Um, you know, so if you're not a fan of making that switch and, you know, I know I loved my, you know, I'd have my scented this or my scented that. And, you know, I was very, very brand loyal. So for me, it was like, it was hard to break up. Um, but I'm glad I did. You know, I just, I feel so much better. I breathe so much better. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that's it. It's you know I breathe better too. And do you get um, now when you're like go to somebody's house and they use a lot of fragrances, do you get like a Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) I definitely tell.
0: Yeah, I can tell the minute like one of my kids has a friend over and they use different laundry detergent. I'm like, Mm -hmm. whoa, like whoa, like Like, I got to air out your room now or something. I've been known to ask if I have different family members coming over. I, I, I do ask them beforehand. I'm like, hey, can you just lighten up on your fragrances or something? Aww.
1: Or even <laughs> like if you're in the store, I mean, now we have to, you know, obviously be far away from everyone. But, you know, if you're in the store, you know, and I'm like relatively close to someone, I could, you know, I could smell it on their clothes or, you know, not that it's bad. I'm like, oh, I, I just notice it, right? Because it's so strong.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now let's talk a little bit more. Um, You mentioned the beauty products briefly. And I think that's um, another thing that people don't automatically think of. And I wanted to just ask you, like, what, what products do you use? I think that um, I can't think of it off the top of my mind, the, the brand that you use.
1: Oh, um, so I use Beauty Counter. I'm a Beauty Counter consultant. And, um, yeah, they have this whole list of never products that they never put in their products. And, um, they're very forward with being environmentally conscious. And yeah, I tried several brands and I just, I really landed on them because I love, they have light scents to their, to their products, which I like. I like a little bit of a scent. I don't like a strong scent. So, um, yeah, so I just, and they're, they're, Skincare is very clean. I love all their makeup.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Now that you said that name, I've heard other people kind of in, that, in the natural wellness space um, speak really highly of that brand as well. Do you have some um, articles about your choices that you use and stuff on your website?
1: I do. I do.
0: Perfect. So we'll make sure to link those in the show notes okay. too and um, just more about About that brand, and um, you know, just how you know they probably use more kind of ethical, sustainable practices as well.
1: Yeah, and I even have a a free printable. Um, I can give you that link too of skincare ingredients to avoid. So, you know, when you are making those decisions and looking, I mean, I know the skincare industry is huge. So, when you're looking at you know different products or different brands, just to have that kind of basic list. Of you know, here's a you know, here's a few key ingredients that you really want to avoid.
0: Ooh, so yeah, so tell me about those. Like, why why would certain key ingredients be really bad?
1: Um, I mean, they've been linked to things like you know, asthma, even cancer. Um, the uh, f- I always say about well, the phthalates. Phthalates, um, you know, are a big one. Um, SLS is a big one. SLS makes things um, foamy, and uh-huh. you know, when you're you know, brushing your teeth. Or washing your hands, you want to see that foamy sudsy because that means it's clean or, you know, using shampoo or whatever. But that's also, you know, another um, product that can be potentially toxic. So yeah, there's, there's quite a few out there to, to definitely avoid.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I never even thought of, like that ingredient about the sudsy. But yeah, you're right. That's kind of not a natural thing either. Maybe <laughs> unless you know, like an added, especially those uh, like foam soap type things are really popular these these days. Um,
1: yeah, and, cast- also- and castile soap is another big one. I love castile soap. That's yes. another big one that I use.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who makes like soaps from olive oil and, um, you know, coconut milk. Um, maybe, maybe not, you You may not like that with your aversion to coconut, but, um, you know, this, again, that kind of natural products that, um, and one thing that was amazing when I switched over to more natural products, um, I'd always dealt with, um, I don't know, just these little bumps on the back of my arm and never really knew what they were from. They weren't terribly bad. They weren't itchy. They weren't anything like that. I switched over to using more natural soaps and suddenly those went away. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing when you start making transformations, things that you d- didn't even think kind of, you're just like, well, it's kind of annoying to look that bad. You know, it's not that noticeable. It just feels weird when I'm showering or something. But um, you start making these differences and you're like, okay, all of this, all of this does make a difference. Because mm-hmm. I think we've all kind of heard you know, we shouldn't even joke about this, but I think, you know, that I'm sure you've heard it too. Like, oh, well, everything's going to get me cancer these days, you know, like everything will just do that. But it's like, well, why is that such a joke? And like, why aren't we thinking about preventing it? You know, like doing all we can to prevent it, you know? So at least when, if something were to happen, you can say, you know what? I, I tried my best at preventative care here and, um, You know, like you gave it your all to to try it. You know,
1: and and your body, your body eliminates through what's called bulls b u l l s. It's bowel, urine, lymph, lungs, and skin or sweat. So Mm -hmm. you know, those are all of the symptoms that you want to keep running naturally. And Mm -hmm. you know, and I've heard people say, "Well, you know, your body, you know, you're always going to go to the bathroom, and you're always going to, you know, your body's designed to eliminate toxins." But guess what? If you fill your body with junk. You know, junk in the environment, junk in your food, mm-hmm. you know, those toxins are going to build up in your body and it's not going to be able to um, – it's not going to be able to eliminate as efficiently. You know, you think of your body like a pond and when you have that running water in a pond, you know, you have butterflies and you have um, – you know, birds singing and you have lily pads or lily, what do they call, lily ponds or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, but if you have a stagnant pond without a running water source, you know, you get that gross algae on top and you've got mosquitoes and you've got dead, you know, Ooh. dead animals, you know, whatever. So you think of your body like that pond and you want to have that fresh water source. You want to be able to, to to constantly be pushing those toxins out. And, you know, and, and the food that we eat, You know, the air that we breathe, what we put on our skin, it it all works together.
0: Oh, that is a beautiful analogy, you know, just to kind of picture that in your mind um, of that two things. And you definitely want to be that, you know, living, vibrant pond, not the one that's just where Shrek Mm -hmm. wanted to live or something. (laughs) So yeah, that's such a good analogy. And so there's one more vital part to this that we haven't touched on yet, and that is your emotional health. And um, why is that so important? And, and, and even we probably should have put that first on the list here because it's probably the most
1: important. <laughs> we saved the know, best for last. It's interesting. It's interesting. I went through all of these transformations and it really wasn't st- until I started addressing the emotional aspect that the, the healing really truly began. And I don't know what it is. You know, I mean, going gluten free sounds scary, but dealing with your emotions—I mean, that is frightening.
0: Right? <laughs> oh yeah, like that's the thing we all want to avoid, right? right.
1: Like we go to great lengths to avoid feeling these emotions at times. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and I don't even know where or when this began, but um, you know, I have a mind mindfulness practice. I I start every day with uh, gratitude meditation and uh, Bible reading. And go from there. So it's about thirty minutes or so in my morning that I just really devote to putting myself into that right mind. Um, and then every night before I go to bed, um, I don't do the meditation, but I do the um, my my prayers and my gratitudes. And you know the the power of gratitude. It is scientifically proven that gratitude and negative emotions cannot live in the same space in your mind. And it's actually there's like many, many scientifically um there's scientifically uh benefits of gratitude. And one of which I always like to say gratitude builds fortitude. Um uh, fortitude was my mom's kind of life word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she always said the tough times build fortitude, hence okay. where pink fortitude came yeah. from. Obviously, oh, the nice. nod to uh the nod to pink to women and breast cancer and just kind of that in general and then fortitude uh, to honor her word. Um but yeah, gratitude literally builds fortitude. It is a scientifically proven fact and it just the change it's not like it's an on-off switch. It's not like you start be, you know, you start a gratitude practice or you start being mindful or you know, prayer meditation. It's not an on-off switch. It's not like one day you start and then all of a sudden, you know, the world is is, you know, butterflies and puppy kisses. It's just, it's something that happens over time when you least expect it and something happens and you respond differently and you're like, wait, where did that come from? And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful place to be.
0: Well, yeah, it's retraining your mind. And again, I go back to, and I feel like I say this a lot, like we're Americans and we just want it overnight. Like you said, like we think one day we'll do it, you know, whether that's, you know, starting the gratitude practice or, you know, eating differently or changing something at home. It's like, well, we did it one day and now it's done. And it's like, no, really it's, you know, and I was talking actually to my husband recently about this. I said, I, I, you know, like we always think this should happen overnight or that we do it one day and that's good for life. But like how many years did we spend yeah. But they know the bad practices. I'm like,
1: years. And then we think like it can just happen overnight. I'm like, it isn't even logical. I don't know why we think that. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, like people are like, well, how does gratitude even work? But, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I like the beginning and the end of every day. You can do it anytime, but it's literally just thinking of something that you're grateful for. Um, you know, as a Christian, I say my gratitude's to God, but you can say it to you know whatever faith you you know subscribe to you can just put it out in the air i mean it doesn't have to be a thing you just say i today i am grateful for i am thankful for dot 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 and and you fill in the blanks and you make it happen and it's just it is such a beautiful thing i mean every day to just kind of go through the list and when my mother passed last year or actually two years ago, we're in 2021, it's 2019. Um, you know, when she passed, like I could not, I just didn't want to be grateful. You know, and I, you know, I have so many things to be grateful. I'm like, I don't want to be grateful right now, but I'm like, okay, but it's my time to like do my gratitudes. And the funniest thing, like, I thought of this little yellow pencil that I use every day. It's just a little mechanical pencil. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie office space and the red uh swing line stapler, right? Like that's my little yellow pencil. And I'm like, I'm grateful for my pencil, you know, not my family, not my home, not, you know, I mean, not the roof over my head. Like, no, I am grateful for that little mechanical pencil, that stupid little pencil, but it opened the door, you know, and it, and it, it seems so small and stupid, but it opened the door in a really dark place to start, you know, opening up to being, to being grateful again.
0: Uh, that's, that's so good. I mean, yeah. Cause I think, you know, we also, you know, not only think it happens overnight, but then we also think it needs to be some big things, yeah. you know, like, you know, I, ha- I have to be grateful for, for the world and the sky and, you know, all these big things. And like you said, no, it can be as simple as like, Hey, I, I like this pen. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Yeah. I'm very, very thankful. So is there a difference between thankfulness and gratitude or is that kind of the same thing?
1: I, you know, there might be. I put it in the same bucket. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then um, what
0: what exactly does like fortitude mean? Um, I think, you know, like to me, you know, I just, I guess I would like to hear it in your own own words. Like, does it mean resilient or does it mean?
1: It's just, it's that inner strength that keeps you going during the tough times. Um, when I teach, uh, I, I have, uh, I, I, do some webinars with, uh, kids on teaching gratitude and I was, and I call it your inner superhero, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when those tough times happen, you know, you've, you've got that big old S on your chest, that inner superhero. And, and that's what fortitude is. And it's what keeps you going during the tough times. And, um, yeah, my mom said it every single day, the tough times build fortitude, the tough times build fortitude. I didn't know what she meant. I'm just like, okay, whatever. It's her thing. Yeah. And then, the, you know, then breast cancer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that fortitude thing she was talking about.
0: Yeah, it does. It does bring out. Um,
1: it's like your inner grit, you know, like that movie yeah. True Grit and the girl and, you know, she got bit by the snake and everything. Like, yeah, it's just like your inner grit.
0: And how do you work on building that up? Because I think, you know, especially as this year, I think or last year, yeah, oh. it's gonna continue, you know? Like oh, like yeah. and if we need fortitude and gratitude anytime like now is the time. I mean, we need we needed it before, but we really need it right now and like everything just is constantly changing around us still.
1: Oh yeah. Um you know and I just say start with a gratitude practice because gratitude does build fortitude. I mean that's that's one of the side effects, mm. one of the really good side effects and, and it's scientifically <laughs> proven. So I always say start with a gratitude practice and you'll you'll start to see the world a little differently and that's what starts to to build up that that inner strength. And you know the other thing too is um so going through cancer is kind of the great equalizer, right? Mm. After cancer everything gets compared to, and and chemo, I mean, uh, chemo was the worst, but everything gets compared to chemo now, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, having a chronic illness is, is tough because it's every day just fighting against yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. but something happens and I'm like, better or worse or easier or harder, you know, easier or more difficult than chemo, better or worse than chemo. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I can get through this, right?
0: Right. Yeah. So,
1: you know, so you take those things that you've been through, you take those tough times and you, and you, you pocket it away. You know, you take that faith that you have, you pocket it away, you take that gratitude that you have and you pocket it away. And then all of a sudden, you know, something happens and you respond a little different and you're like, okay, this is what it's all about.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, and that's awesome that you're teaching this to kids as well because, I think, you know, it does start at that early age where they can start building up this gratitude and fortitude and starting to think, you know, things in a, you know, more positive way. Like, I think a lot of the times that I've kind of heard somebody say this before, too, like, at the end of the day, don't think about, like, all those things that you didn't get done. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you got done what you needed to get done today. Like, you could even, like, be, like, gracious for, like, hey, I got to do the dishes, you know, I'm thankful I got hands. I got hands to wash the dishes, you know? like Absolutely. That's something, that's something to be thankful for. Like, I didn't get this done, but, you know, I talked with a friend for 30 minutes and, you know, that, I didn't get my to-do list done, but that was what was needed right then. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of reframing, right? Would, Absolutely. That, that be, yeah, reframing things to be, um, you know, in a positive light. So like, like you said, so when things happen, automatically your brain isn't going to that negative place. It's, it's suddenly like, oh, wait, what's the positive from this?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I had an instance too, um, to summer of 19, I had an instance that, you know, and and I'm a big reactor to bad customer service. Um, and I won't get into the story, it's, it takes too long. But just, you know, the the short of it was that, you know, my husband's looking at me you know, in this in this like pretty extreme circumstance, looking at me to react and react negatively and do the whole like exorcist head spinning, you know. And <laughs> I, I'm just I've like, been there, I've done that. <laughs> right, we've all been there, and um, whether we want to admit it or not, I know, right? Um, yeah, and 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 I'm just like, you know what? Um, Thank you. I'm grateful for this, and you know, I hope your day gets better. And my husband's looking at me like, "What did you do with my wife?" <laughs> You know, why aren't you going crazy on this person? And that's the power of gratitude.
0: Ah, that's amazing. And like you said, like this one over all of them is the most important one to really be transformational in your life. And, um you know, like you said, like positivity and getting, you know, they, that can't live in the same place as that negative space.
1: Right. Right.
0: And so important. So important.
1: So is there anything
0: else that we need to, um, have in our lifestyle to be living like, like very just healthy lifestyle? Anything that we missed?
1: You know, we covered a lot. I think, I can't think of anything. I think we covered a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tell me real quick. I saw a fun new quiz on on your website, the Detox Personality Quiz. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that because, man, like it's January. Uh, everybody's thinking about, hey, I want to like detox for, for the year.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a fun little quiz. It just takes a couple minutes to take. Um, we have four different um, kind of detox profiles um, and it'll walk you through which one you are and also point you to um, you know, different things on the blog, different articles and different freebies to try out. Um, I also have a full moon challenge, which is totally free and it's, um, it's a detox. It's not like anything weird or crazy. Um, but it's focused on basically instead of like, so when you do a detox, a lot of these programs are like, okay, you're going to eliminate something and you're going to do it for however many days. And then you go back to your lifestyle and nothing's changed. Um, the full moon challenge is based on um, and it's free too, but each day you learn a different piece of detox. So, you know, one day is like social media, one day is food, one day is beauty, and you just kind of like dive into different articles and, res- and resources to learn about how to detox that area of your life so that you can kind of come up with a game plan that you can decide, okay, what do I want to put, you know, as a priority, and then that way you can actually stick to making these, these healthy changes.
0: Oh, I, I love that. So you yes. can find all of that on your website. Can you give yes. us all the details where to find that?
1: Yeah, sure. Just pinkfortitude.com. Everything. I think everything's on the, on the front page, all the different resources. And
0: yeah. Oh, fun. And then everywhere on social media at Pink Fortitude?
1: At Pink Fortitude, everywhere on social media.
0: Oh, this has been such a great conversation. And I know it's just even, you know, I I know I, the big one for me is really working on that, that gratitude. And I really need to to start at least, you know, even if I don't write it down, I'm really bad at writing stuff down, but at least kind of mentally in the morning, you know, along with my devotional kind of Mm -hmm. start, start thinking through like, what are those five things? And then at night instead of hit and play on netflix and while I'm <laughs> in bed, uh, you know like i'm sure my mind is going to be much more settled if i start thinking of that before um you know right before i go to bed you know because they like they, that influences a lot of your thoughts you know like right before you go to bed what exactly. you're, what you're about. exactly so
1: yeah, ending, yeah. The day,
0: ending the day on gratitude is perfect so well, Holly, this has been such a great conversation yes thank you so I- much
1: sir i really appreciate being on the show
0: Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. And we'll list all of these resources in the show notes so people can connect with you and jump on that Full Moon Detox Challenge. That sounds amazing. So thank you once again. That conversation with Holly was so good. I loved learning about all the different areas in our life that we can clean up that help contribute to our preventative healthcare for our future. Seriously, there are so many changes I have made personally over the years, and the results have been less colds, less sinus infections, and of course, the biggest one, decreased inflammation when I changed what was going into my mouth. Holly shared so many resources with us on the podcast today, including how to make natural cleaners to even how you can be involved in her full moon detox challenge. And we're going to have all these links in the show notes. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes on our sponsored blog, Bad to the Bull at badtothebull.com forward slash 22. Again, that is badtothebull.com forward slash 22. I hope you take some time today to focus on what you're grateful for. It really does help set your mindset in the right direction. Thanks guys for listening and always feel free to connect with us on social media, at bad.